Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Christian Fellowship. We are a family on a journey to become more like Christ, sharing His kingdom by expressing His love. We hope that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. Good morning, all. Are you happy? Are you blessed? Excited? We thank God for this great day that the Lord has given to us. And I believe that God has something for you. And something also for me. Amen. Hallelujah. Can you tell your neighbor, you are going to be blessed. (laughs) Amen. Yes, the Lord is going to bless us. This week on Monday... The whole day, even when I was driving or sitting alone at home, I was hearing Pastor Michael singing this song. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. And I didn't understand why I was hearing his voice everywhere. So when I came here in the evening, I told him, Pastor Michael, today your voice was in my car, in my living room, in my bedroom. Every time I was sitting, I was hearing you playing your guitar and singing that song. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Amen. Your name is power. Your name is life. Your name can break every stronghold. The name of Jesus can do what no man can do. Amen. The name of Jesus is above every other name. Amen. At the mention of the name of Jesus, every kneel shall bow. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. So his name is so great. And I did not understand why God was putting that song in my ears all that day. And uh, during the week, Pastor Michael called me, told me, Pastor Frank, can you come and minister on Sunday? I said, okay, okay, fine, I can come. And then I prepared a preaching for Sunday. I had it on Friday. I wrote it well. And, and Saturday I tried to read it. And this morning... The Lord woke me up and put something else in my heart. He said, no, I want you to speak in this way, this direction. I said, why? He said, no, you must say, go this way. As I was standing there, Pastor Michael, singing again this song. Then I realized that the Lord brought me here today for one reason, to declare the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. And you and me, we are going to declare the name of Jesus over our lives over our families, over every situation, and something good and powerful is going to happen. Do you believe that? Can you say amen? Amen. So, the the, the prophetic word that we receive this time, I think all of you, you know. You know the scripture that God has given to us in this season. Isaiah 60, verse 1. The Bible says, Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. This is the prophetic word that we have in this season that we are. And I would like to put my topic this way. Experiencing light and deliverance. If you are writing, I want you to write it down. Experiencing light and what? Deliverance. The prophetic word is for us to arise, to shine. You get to arise from the position of setback. 
and procrastination and begin to shine. Amen. Amen. You get to rise up from the position of defeat, position of failure, and begin to shine. Arise and shine. You understand? If they call you to arise, it means that you were in a certain position and they are calling you to adopt a new position. You get to rise up from that position of defeat and failure and begin now to shine. Begin to have testimonies. You get, you, you get to rise from the position of slavery and demonic control and begin to shine. Amen. Why? Because Jesus... In you is the light. You understand? Jesus himself is the light. That light lives within us. And Jesus is the light that takes away any form of darkness. And that's why I believe that today is your day. Hallelujah. Jesus is already inside of you. And we are going to proclaim him. And darkness cannot fight with light. Hallelujah. Jesus is that light. Amen. He lives already within us to give us freedom. The prophet Isaiah gave the prophetic messianic prophecy concerning this light in the book of Isaiah chapter 9, verse 1 and 2. I would like us to go there. I will read it in New Living Translation, please. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 1 and verse 2. New Living Translation. You see, where the prophecy began, Isaiah came at chapter 9. He spoke about that light. Amen. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 1 and 2, New Living Translation. Okay, let me read it myself. Nevertheless, that time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. Ah, is there. Amen? That time of darkness in your life, in your family, and despair will not go on forever. The land of Zebulun and Naphtali will be humbled, but there will be a time in the future. When? In the future. You understand? There will be a time in the future when Galilee of Gentiles which lies along the road that runs between Jordan and the sea, will be filled with glory. Hallelujah. The people, verse 2, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light for those who live in a land of deep darkness. A light will shine. So Isaiah just stood up one day and he began to prophesy. The prophecy was concerning Galilee. Amen. He said that that land where darkness is prevailing today shall see light in the future. He was speaking about Jesus. Light will come there. Darkness will not prevail forever. For those who live in darkness shall see light shining. Amen. Now let's go in the book of Matthew to see the fulfillment of this prophecy. In the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 4 from verse 12 to 16. Matthew 12, uh, 4, 12 to 16. All right. New King James Version. 
Matthew chapter 4, verse 12 to 16. Now when Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he departed to Galilee. And leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is by the sea, in the regions of Zebulun and Naphtali. That, verse 14, that it may, that it may be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. That movement of Jesus was not by chance. It was the fulfillment of a prophecy. Yeah. Isaiah said that this city of Galilee, where darkness is prevailing today, shall see light in the future. But that light will be a person. That light is Jesus himself. He will walk in that city to remove darkness from the city. And he said that so that the prophecy... May be fulfilled. The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And upon those who sat in the region, and the shadow of death light has done. You understand? So Jesus began his ministry in Galilee. Are we together? The people in this region were living in great distress and great poverty. The spiritual climate of Galilee was controlled by the forces of darkness. It was a city where life, no, there was no life, no prosperity. Darkness was prevailing and God prophesied at that specific place, Jesus will come as the light of this world. He will walk there to take away darkness. You understand? So the presence of Jesus is what removes darkness. Darkness cannot fight with light. If, if, if you enter in a dark room, it's very dark. The moment you switch on the light, darkness will not go progressively. It goes instantly. Because darkness has no power to fight with light. And Jesus himself is light. So now Jesus is not just a walk in front of you. He lives within you. You understand that? So you, you are more privileged than the people of the Old Testament because Jesus lives inside of you. You have the light of God inside of you. That light came to you long time ago. Hallelujah. But the fact of the light coming to you does not mean that you are experiencing light. The light can come without you experiencing it. This is what I'm talking this morning. Amen. You don't need just to stay with the slogan. We have a prophetic word in the season. Arise and shine for your light has come. The light may come without you enjoying the light. Without you experiencing the light. There are certain things that you have to do in order for you to experience that light. Because that light is already with you. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Amen. It is time for you to experience light. We as believers, we have light in us and we are meant to shine. But that light will not shine automatically in your life. You need, first of all, to receive it. Number two, you need to align with it. And number three, you need to proclaim it. You understand? For you to experience it, you need to do, first of all, receive it. The light can come, but you are turning away from that light. You don't want it. You are not interested to that. 
Even if the light is present, even if we are in the season that God is breathing upon his people, you can decide willingly to step, you see, aside far from that brave of God. It should not happen to you automatically. You need to come and position yourself under the light and embrace the light. Amen. After embracing the light, this light will come with information, with lifestyle, with principles, with, uh, with, with ideas, with vision. You need now to align to this light for you to experience. After aligning, you don't need to close your mouth. You need now to release that light. You understand? So then you begin to experience it. Many believers have light in them. But they don't align with that light. They know the truth, but they don't, they don't walk in the truth. They can even sin willingly, but the light is already inside of them. It's not that they are ignorant. They know that what I'm doing is a sin. The light is already inside, but they don't align with that light. Amen. They have Jesus inside of them, but they are afraid to proclaim his name. Their mouth are still shut over any situation. They're just quiet. They don't speak the name. But today you are going to speak the name. Hallelujah. Amen. You get to speak the name. So you begin to experience light when darkness is completely out of your life. That is why the primary mission of Jesus in his ministry was to set the captive free. Amen. The first thing Jesus came to do, not to teach people, but first of all to set the captive free. He received the anointing for that. In the book of Luke, he's giving himself the description. He was trying to describe the purpose of the anointing upon his life. Luke chapter 4, verse 18. New King James Version. Luke chapter 4, verse 18. The Bible says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. You, you see the purpose of his anointing. Hallelujah. He came and he explained himself that I'm, I am anointed by God. I am not empty. On my head there is an oil, but that oil has a purpose. The first thing is for me to proclaim the good news to the poor. And the poor that he was talking yet were not poor in spiritual. No. Real poor. <laughs> Amen. He came for the poor. They broke people who don't have money. People don't have food. He came. He was anointed for them. Amen. Hallelujah. He said, I am anointed for those who are broken in their hearts. Those who are depressed. The Lord anointed me specially for them. Which means that if you are facing depression today, Jesus was anointed specially for you. Hallelujah. If you are under any kind of bondage, Jesus came specially for you. And this morning, his anointing is available. You will experience light in the name of Jesus. And your life will not remain the same. Hallelujah. Like Greg read here in the book of Isaiah, God is about to do a new thing. And I believe that a new season is starting today in your life and in my life. He came to set the captive free. Amen. Those who are oppressed, he came to release them. 
So the good way to experience light is when the yoke of poverty is broken. Is when hearts are healed. When demonic captivity is broken. When eyes are open and oppression is terminated. Then you say we are really experiencing light. Amen. Outside of that, we are not experiencing light. Amen. We get to have testimonies that like Jesus said, I received the anointing for this. So this stuff, we need to see them that blind can recover their sight. We, we get to see that oppressed people are set in liberty. Amen. We get to see that. And the moment this is happening, we know that we are experiencing light indeed because light has come. Amen. So there are, there are, Jesus came to set the captive free. I, I want just to give you certain ways, certain ways. What the Lord put in my heart in the morning was speaking to me about demonic activity. So, it may not be for all, all of you sitting here. Maybe one person came today. And what I'm saying here is exactly for you. Amen. The Lord wants you to understand demonic operation and be free. Amen. Yeah. I will not give you many stuff. There are a lot of stuff. Just pick up a few that God put in my mind as I was praying this morning. There are certain ways that demons use to operate in people's life. The first one I want you to write down is demonic infestation. It means that it's when demon, instead of attaching with you directly, they get attached to your staff to the things that belong to you. They can attach to your house, to your office, to your workplace, to your, your dog, your car, things that belong to you in order for them to disturb your life. Demonic infestation. You understand what I'm saying? So they come in your life, but not directly to you, but the things around you. They put trouble around you. Amen. They can attach themselves to a property. You can hear someone telling you, I'm hearing the footsteps of people in my house. Sometimes I'm sitting like people are walking. You don't see them, but you hear like something strange is around me here. They are not attached to you directly, but they are already infiltrated in your house. Attached to the place where you are working. Amen. So demon can attach themselves to objects, to books, animals, property. Sometimes you, you hear a voice around you. Sometimes you are smelling f- funny stuff around you. You don't understand. You cannot explain. But you can sense that something is not right here. Amen. Something is not right here. So this is one of the ways that demons use to destroy people's life or to manipulate them. Amen. Another way, oppression. Oppression. I know that you know this word, oppression. Demonic oppression. It's when demon brings the operation. The operation are accompanied with physical attacks. Amen. The operations are accompanied with physical attacks. It's happening in the physical 
oppression is in the physical. The person will experience difficulty for sometimes to sleep, experience anxiety, nightmare, depression, sickness, relationship issues. Things like that are the signs that demonic oppression is over your life and you need deliverance from that. You need to, to stand to use your authority as a believer for you to begin to shine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Jesus came to set us free from oppression. Hallelujah. Another way that demons are using is obsession. Obsession. It is when demonic forces are commanding your mind. You understand? They are commanding your mind. You lose control over yourself. You do things that you don't understand why, but you are doing them. When you are obsessed, demon will attack you with frequent thoughts of suicide, misery, self-hate, pride, despair, loneliness, hopelessness. Rejection. You feel, every time you feel like you are always rejected. Even, even, even when people don't reject you, but you feel it. Demons are convincing you. They are putting thoughts in your mind that you are not loved. You, 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 don't, you, you don't mind. You, you, you don't have any kind of value. They put inside of you. You are a victim. You live in misery. You are alone. No one is with you. They, they are bombarding your mind. This is obsession. Amen. When demons are controlling minds, they put in you, they feed you with the, the thought of unbelief, the thought of unforgiveness, condemnation, guilt. They keep reminding you. They can, they can feed you with the thought of hatred, of greediness. It's all about me. You don't share. You, you are very greedy. You don't know why are you thinking like that. And sometimes you, you can say, I don't know. I don't know what is happening to me, but this is the way I feel. Amen. There are times that certain thoughts can come in the normal way. It comes and then it goes. But for you to know that the demons are beyond, and when you see the repetition of that, no matter how good you try, it's still coming back. This is not normal anymore because demon will persist. You see, when, when it's permanent, it means that there is a force beyond it. There's a force that always make you feel sad. There's a force that always make you feel angry. A little problem in your house, just a little issue. You start breaking stuff. You talk, you curse people. You, you, you take your car, you begin to drive so fast like you want to kill everyone. You don't know why are you doing that. There is a force. Amen. And Jesus is telling you, arise and shine for your light has come. It's time that you, you get to understand that something wrong is there. And as a believer, I have the power and the authority to resist, to reject, and to separate myself. Amen. 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 This is one of the ways to arise. To check comments over your life. That I cannot accept this anymore. The power of obsession must die. Amen. Because Jesus came to set you free. Hallelujah. And when, when demons are, are operating in our lives, sometimes the sign, there are signs that you can pick up 
When you talk with people, you say, they're telling you stuff, you don't know what I'm hearing here it must be demonic activity. For example, attack in your sleep. It's one of the areas to understand that I am under demonic influence. Attack in your sleep. You can sense evil presence when you sleep. Being chased in your dream. In your dream, they are chasing you. When I was 10 years old, I will never, I, I cannot forget that. The entire year, the entire year, I was having one dream. I was a child, 10 years. I did not understand that. But every night, when I go on the bed, I sleep, I will dream either a lion attacking me or a dog or people with gun. Every night I was running. And I would scream in my room, ah! every night. It was like that. Until one day, the pastor told my parents, this child is under demonic attack. You need to pray for him. And they prayed over me. From that time, I could not dream again that. Then I grew up, I realized that one of the signs that you are under demonic attack, you are always followed in your dreams. You are running. They are chasing you. It is a sign. If it happened once, we can understand. But if it's regular, it is a sign. It's not happening by chance. Demons are attached to that. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes you see yourself dying in the dream. You see yourself sleeping with unknown people in your dream. You, 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 you see many things happening in your dream. And, and, and because of that, you will not have peace. Because of all those nightmares, you will not have peace. Because what the devil is after is after your peace. You understand? It's after your peace. He's attacking your peace. Now it will come through your sleep to disturb your sleep so that you may lose your peace. When you lose your peace, automatically you will not be able to concentrate and you will not be able to produce. You understand what the devil is doing? You will not, you, when, you, when you have all those attacks all night, you go to your workplace, you will not concentrate because you do not, you, you do not sleep enough. You, you are restless. You feel tired every time. You begin to commit mistakes that you could not believe because your nights are controlled by demonic forces. Amen. Because the devil is after your peace, after your joy. But Jesus came to give us joy. He came to give us peace. He's living already inside of you. The Holy Spirit is already inside of you. So what you have to do is just to arise, to commend the joy of God, to commend the peace of God, to arise from inside of you and destroy every demonic activity. Because you have the power in Jesus. Hallelujah. Are you receiving something? And another sign that you can see is mental oppression. Mantle oppression. It comes with compelling thoughts. It's the thought I call compelling thoughts. I'm dealing with people every day, counseling people, and, and I realize that there are compelling thoughts. Amen. Compelling thoughts. The thought of blasphemy, suicidal thoughts, thoughts of divorce. There are people, they come to the church, you sit with them. You try to counsel them. You talk with them. They will go. The same issue will come. They come back again. 
Now, pastor, I think that the only way for us is the divorce. So, where this mind is coming from? You don't understand. And you see that when you begin to go deeper, you realize that the thought of divorce that this man is telling me is a compelling thought. The demons are forcing him. They are imposing that thought in his mind that you get to say it. You get to say it. I had a a, a lady in my church. Every time she has a good job, out of the blue, she will resign. And she keeps resigning, resigning. She sings, she was singing in our worship team. Actually, she went back home now. Amen. And then I realized, I told the sister, do you understand what he said? What leads you to resign? I don't know, Pastor. I just felt that my time in that place was over. You try to arrange, you explain stuff, and do you have any other means of income? Oh, no, God will make your way. God will make your way. So what, who, who taught you to resign? There are people, you are in a place where something is pushing you inside. You must say, give up with this business. Give up. It should not work anymore. Give up with your children. Give up with your wife. Give up. Give up with the church. Just leave this place. Something is compelling you. You don't understand. When this is repeating every time, it is a sign that there is a force beyond that. People don't do just things like that. Amen. If it is your case today, you're going to be free. Amen. Compelling thoughts must live your life in the name of Jesus. So people are mentally oppressed. Many people confuse the compelling thoughts of the enemy with their own thoughts. They confuse that. They think, no, no, I'm thinking, well, you see someone sitting there with arrogance. You know, to be a pastor sometimes is not a good job. Because if you are a pastor, you're going to see all kinds of arrogance. As I was praying, the Lord led in my heart. Ha! The Lord led in your heart. Those nonsense that you are telling me. The Lord led in my heart. I have to do this. And you try to advise. The person is still sticking with that idea. I cannot change. When you see that, you, re- you understand, no, this battle, we need to bring it in the spiritual. This guy is under the influence of demons that are compelling him. See, there is a thought. They are telling him, you get to do that. No matter what the pastor is telling you, you get to stand on this. Don't change. Amen. And you need to stand against those thoughts. Look what happened to Judas. You know Judas? Judas Iscariot. He was one of the disciples of Jesus. He lived together with Jesus. He went even to cast out demons one day. Judas. You understand? So Jesus was very close to Jesus. But for him to betray Jesus, it was not just his own thought. It was a compelling thought. Amen. John chapter 13, verse 26 to 28. John chapter 13, verse 26 to 28. Jesus answered. Okay. Jesus answered, it is he to whom I shall give a piece of bread. When, when he told his disciple, one of you will betray me, they asked him, who is that one? He said, no. He, he was answering, it is he to whom I shall give a piece of bread when I have dipped it. And having dipped the bread, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. Verse 27. 
Now after the piece of bread, Satan entered in. You see what happened? Satan did what? Entered in. Jesus said to him, what do you do? Do quickly. But none of, none one at the table knew for what reason he said this to him. You understand? So the moment Judas, Judas took the bread and ate, and immediately the devil entered in, in the form of mind, in his thought. He said, it is time now to wake up. Go, sell this man. He did not sell him by his own thoughts. You understand? You may think, no, he was just sitting there, and he was very jealous, and then he played. No, no, he did not sell him by his own thoughts. The thought came from the enemy. He was influenced by a demonic, satanic force to do that. Many people are doing things. Children are doing stuff at home. You think it is my son. You think it is your daughter. It is not your son. It is not your daughter. But it is a compelling force that is leading him to do what he's doing. And you cannot fight every battle in the same way. Amen. Not every battle, no, no, I have to sit with my son. Then let's talk, let's talk. You, you, you will keep talking until the year will finish. Certain stuff, you don't need to talk. You need not to stand in authority and rebuke the spirit beyond that. Amen? This is what I want you to do. You must rise up and receive the word of God. As light and begin to combat every evil thought. That not aligned with the word of God. God wants you to have the mind of Christ. Amen. He wants you to have the mind of Christ. He wants you to have sound mind. That when you think, you think the mind of Christ. Not the mind of the enemy. Not the mind of the devil. When you think about your life, you think about your wife. You think about your children. You think about your church, your business, your ministry. You are thinking the mind of Christ. Not what the enemy is imposing you. Amen. So when they tell you arise and shine, it means also you must wake up, receive the word of God. Fill your heart with the word of God and let that word begin to shine in your life. You resist the mind of the enemy. You resist the thoughts of the enemy. That evil thought that the enemy is imposing you, you say the word of God says this, I will stick on the word, I will confess the word, I will believe the word, and I will walk according to the word. You reject the mind of the enemy. He tells you you will die. You tell him I will not die. For the Bible says by his wound I am healed. I believe that healing lives within me. You don't believe what the devil is telling you. Amen. They try to intimidate you. You stand up. You speak the word of God over your life. Hallelujah. Arise and shine. Experiencing the light. Commending the name of Jesus over our lives and situation. Releasing the light of God. Amen. Another way, another sign is controlling negative emotions. Controlling negative emotions are the signs that demons are at work in this life. Negative emotions. It is normal that sometimes you can just wake up one day, you don't feel like uh, to smile, you don't feel like uh, talking much. It, it can happen from time to time, you understand? That this day you just woke up, you feel like you need to be tired, you need to be quiet. It, it, we can understand. But when it is a demonic attack, 
Over your emotions, it will not be time to time. It will be permanent. When it is permanent, it means that there is a demonic force beyond it. And you need to rebuke it and cast it out. If the person cannot do it himself, he needs deliverance. They must pray for him. Because these are the signs that this is the enemy. Demons are working here. Amen. Hallelujah. The emotion, negative emotion like anxiety, resentment, rejection, unforgiveness, loneliness, anger. Those negative emotions. Chronic fear. There are people who are always afraid. It is cold. They are afraid. I will get sick. It is very hot. They are also afraid. I will get sick again. It is night. They are afraid. Morning, they are afraid. Every time. Every situation, they are shaking. They always see the negative. When they open their mouth, they only point negatively. No, you know, are you sure that this thing is going to work? Are you sure that the, the way I'm seeing it, the way I'm feeling, the way, I'm, the, the way I know, I, I apply to Google. <laughs> they don't read the word of God. They, they go first, let, let me go to reference Google and see what he's telling me about this situation. Hallelujah. That emotion of anger, that emotion of anxiety, self-destruction, heaviness can be something Commanded by the enemy. Amen. The Bible says in the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 1, verse 7. We are dealing with many people who are controlled by this negative emotion of fear. Chronic fear. Fear is leading people to take quick decisions, but wrong decisions that are destroying their life because they, they are afraid of tomorrow. They are afraid of people's opinion. They are afraid of the outcome. They are afraid of the things that they don't understand. Chronic fear. You live in fear. You battle that fear. And, and, and the Bible says in the book of Second uh, Timothy 1 verse 7, for God has not given us the spirit of fear. Can you see that? So there is also what they call the spirit of fear. There is a normal fear. That is natural. Everyone in a certain level, can be afraid. It is not a sin. It is normal because you are a human being with blood and flesh. There is a normal fear. There is what they call the spirit of fear. Don't confuse the two of them. Don't confuse fear and the spirit of fear. When the spirit of fear is over you, it's like a person living inside of you. It's commanding your emotion now. It's telling you what to feel, what to do. And God, the Bible said that God did not give us the spirit of fear, but of power. We have the spirit of power, the spirit of love, and of sound mind. You see that? God gave us the spirit of sound mind. That in any situation you are thinking correctly, you are not agitated. You know, my God is in control. So when you are dealing with the spirit of fear, the spirit of fear cannot go out in counseling. It cannot go out when you go to see the psychologist. It will never go out. No. It will not go out with, 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 with medication. It will never go out because it is a spirit. You understand? The spirits are casted out only by the power of God, not by counseling. Amen. Counseling is not bad. It's good. Hallelujah. I'm not against counseling. I'm not against therapy. But I know there are things that we cannot replace. Mentorship with counseling. 
We cannot replace the anointing of God with therapy. No. You can go there. They, 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 can, they can notice physical signs, but they cannot touch the roots because it is a spirit. Amen. So God has given you the spirit of power and of love. Amen. Amen. The emotion of anger, the self-destruction can be can have demonic force behind it. There's a spirit that the Bible called the spirit of heaviness. Do you know that? Yeah. The spirit of heaviness. The spirit that causes people to lock themselves in the room. They don't want to wake up. They, they are hiding under the blanket for 24 hours. They, you call them, oh, no, I feel tired. Oh, no, I don't want to see people. I don't want to eat. I don't, I don't want to bath. I don't nothing. They're just sitting there lazy. They, you think that, no, 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 maybe. Let's let, let, let give him space. Let's let, let, let wait. Let, you think that it is normal. It is not normal. This is the spirit of heaviness that comes upon people to destroy them, to make them unfruitful, to make them unproductive. They give up on everything. They give up on their studies, on their marriage, on their children. You see the father sitting there. Oh, no, I don't know. I just, I just feel that to be alone. You don't understand what is going on. The spirit of heaviness. Thinking that they are, they are taking the right decision to give up on their business, to give up on everything because something is so heavy on them. When you feel that you know that it's not normal, I'm not me, there is a demonic operation causing me to behave like this. And the, all we have to do is to re, rebuke it. The book of Isaiah, chapter 61, verse 3. Isaiah 61, verse 3. Jesus speaking about his anointing. This is prophet Isaiah speaking about the anointing of Jesus. He said that one of the purpose of this anointing will be what? To console those who mourn in Zion. Amen. To give them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. The garments of praise for what? You see that? He said, I will give them the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So the Bible recognizes that there is a spirit called the spirit of heaviness that maintains people in laziness, unproductive. They don't go forward. They, they don't want to wake up. The only thing in their life is to sleep. They sleep and they sleep and they oversleep and they keep sleeping. They're just sleeping. Amen. And Jesus said that by the anointing, I will come to replace that spirit of heaviness that is covering you like a blanket. I remove it. I put on you the garment of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you get to understand that the symptom may be mantle, but the root is demonic. You see? So when they, 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 they try to look at you, they see symptom, mantle symptom. But the, 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 the therapist, the, 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 the counselor will limit on that. He's asking you question and he's seeing mantle symptoms. But he will never see the roots of that. 
So you can keep treating the mantle symptom without touching the roots, which is demonic. Nothing will happen. Amen? Another sign, intense desires of unholy, unholy things. Intense desires of unholy things. It's one of the signs that demonic forces are working in this life. Intense desires of unholy things like drugs, tobacco, alcohol, gambling, porn. This intense desire leads to addiction, which is unnatural desire of these things. Sometimes people can fall, see, from time to time, uh, maybe he was led to go drink alcohol and then uh, say, no, it's fine. Maybe he, he did something. But when this becomes a life, and you don't even understand, you do it not because the desire is natural, but something is compelling you. Go, browse now. Open your computer. Open. Something is pushing you. Even if you, in the natural, you don't have any desire, but something is not, it's forcing you to do something. Then you know, and only desires are the sign of demonic activity in people's life. Amen. And when we, for you to know that these people, after they fall in this kind of sin, they hurt themselves. They begin to make promises. They are not happy about them after doing that. To show you that it was not something from their own desire. Because if it, if it was from their own desire, they could be happy that I wanted to do this and I satisfy myself. But you see them doing things and then they say, no, I don't know what is, what is happening to me. I, don't, and, and I, I hate myself. I hate myself. After that, they will make promises. Oh no, you know, this is the last time. I promise the last time. I swear, if this happen again, kill me. They will kill you because what you are saying, people promise like that, they still do the same thing. Amen. They still do the same thing. Your wife will catch you, your husband will catch you. Eh? Oh, no, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Don't tell Pastor Becky. No, no you know, this, 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 this is the last time. And after two days, you do the same thing. And only desires, commanded by spiritual forces. You cannot stop them by simple decision. No, okay, this is the last time. It will not work. That demon hiding must come out. Amen. Let's take the last, last one. Delay and limitation in progress. It is also a sign that demons are involved. We know God's time is the best. God always does things in his time. But the Bible said that there's a time for everything here on earth. Sometimes you are in God's time, but nothing is happening. Because demons are commanding delay in your life. Amen. Certain delay, certain opposition, resistance are not normal. And you are sitting there, you say, no, no, I believe, no, no, let's just wait on God. On his own time, he will do it. God's time is the best. And, 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 and even the devil can, can give you this kind of thoughts to encourage you. Don't force, don't pray, don't declare. Don't, you just sit wait. 
and you keep sitting and waiting, is creating delay in your progress. Delay in your life. There are things that the Spirit of the Lord is telling you, it is happening now. This is the time. So you get to be ready in that time, and you get to see it happening in that time. But know that there is a force that we call the spirit of delay that exists. The spirit of limitation also exists. Amen. That there are certain limitations over people, over families, or, or, over businesses, over ministries, that you cannot go above this limit. And people must refuse that. When you realize that this thing is not normal, this thing is not normal. Every time I try my best, you try to go a little bit up, then you will go down. You restart again. One step, two steps, and you to go back five steps. Something is wrong. The Lord wants to take you from glory to glory. Amen. From increase to increase. It's not the God who wants to keep you in a lower rank, on a lower level. He wants you to progress with him. Hallelujah. And we get to refuse that in our lives, in our families, that no, there can be a limitation against your business, a limitation against your marriage, a limitation. There is a time for everything. And when it is your time, it is your time. Amen. Like the way that we receive now in the season that we need to rise and say, because the glory has come upon us, it is our time. Amen. amen. You see how the devil is prevented, so don't say amen. It is your time. Amen. I say, it is your time. Amen. Hallelujah. Because the devil will tell you, don't even say amen. Are you sure it is your time? You get to say amen, it is my time. Hallelujah. The Lord is breathing upon his people. Amen. So it is time for us to experience light. Hallelujah. So I would like you to pray. But for you to pray, I want you to understand one thing. You have light in you. You have Jesus in you. You have the power of God with you. Amen. Concerning mountains, Jesus said one thing in the book of Mark eleven twenty three. He said, for assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast, be cast into the sea. And he does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. So concerning mountains, Jesus did not tell you that when you are facing opposition, when you are facing mountains, that you should increase a little bit your time of prayer, or you must fast, or you must pray all night, and then I will intervene to take those mountains out. He didn't say that. He said, when it's concerning mountains, all you have to do, you get to speak to the mountains. Don't pray for it, but speak to it. Command to that opposition. In the name of Jesus, be cast out. I remove you out of my life. This is what he told you to do. Amen. He didn't tell you to sit there, oh, Father, pray for this mountain. If you can stretch your hand, remove it. Don't say, you speak to that mountain. Don't tell God about your mountains. Oh, God, can't you see this mountain of poverty? Can't you see this mountain of sickness? This mountain of celibacy? This mountain? He said, no, don't speak to me about your mountains. Speak to your mountains about your God. Speak to the mountains. I know my God and I speak to you. In the name of Jesus, leave my house. Leave my life. I command you to go far. This is what he told us to do. Amen. Hallelujah. Concerning demons... He told us that we must cast them out. Not pray for them. Oh, Father, when I heard Pastor Frank speaking this Sunday, I realized the spirit of heaviness is on me. Will you set me free? No. 
Amen. No, I realize that the, the, I, 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 because as I'm speaking, maybe you catch something. Say, no, no, this one, this one that the pastor said, yeah, that one I found myself in. So when you find yourself in, you don't say, no, Father, pray for where I found myself. Can you come? He said, no, no, when it is about demons. Mark chapter 16, verse 17 and 18. Mark 16, 17, 18. Look what the Bible says. And these signs will follow those who believe. Are you a believer? Will follow those who believe. In my name, they will do what? They will do what? Cast out demons. You see, so the, the first ability that God is giving you as a believer you receive Jesus only today, only today, even after two minutes. The first gift, the first ability gives you is to cast out demons. But the church does not use that. This is the first. God in heaven, in his mind, you know that even a newborn believer of three minutes, as long as he believes, he can cast out demons. But we don't do it. This is the first step. You start there. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak new tongues. Even before you begin to lay hand on the sick, the first thing, that, first thing is you must cast out demons. He gave you that power. So concerning demons, you don't need to pray. Jesus, I, I, I'm sensing this demon in my life. I'm sensing this spirit. I'm sensing, I want you to work. No, he said, I gave you power over them. You open your mouth. Say, in the name of Jesus, I stand in agreement with his word. He said, those who believe in him, they will cast out demons. And I receive this word, I command you, demon of poverty, leave my life. Demon of sickness, leave my life. Demon of depression, leave my family. Demon of divorce, leave this house. Demon, any kind of forces. You have the power and the ability in Jesus to cast them out. You understand? It's not only that no, the pastor must pray for you. No, 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 no. You as a believer, arise and so you get to refuse that. I cannot sit in this position of depression forever. I can't sit in this position. I cannot sleep well. I cannot concentrate well. And then I just, I just keep drinking, taking medication. No, I need to stand up. Say, enough is enough. In the name of Jesus, I speak light over my life. I speak light over my brain. Over my heart, I command every evil thought to be far from my life. The chronic fear, I reject you in the name of Jesus. This is what you are supposed to do. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you a believer? Yes. Can you stand up where you are in the name of Jesus Christ? And let us pray. Amen. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over my life. Over my marriage, over my house, even your grandchildren, you can speak the name of Jesus over the life. Don't tell them, no, I'm suspecting that boy. He's very naughty. Maybe you must see a counselor. Maybe we must see social, no social worker. Release the power of God. Amen. Rebuke that demon. Amen. Hallelujah. Because you have the authority. You understand that? In Jesus, you have the authority. You can speak his name and things will change. Hallelujah. We hope that you've enjoyed this message. For additional resources and more information, come and visit us at alphaomega.org.za.